And of course, by then, we turned the oxygen back on, but their faces were just too funny. Too funny. We had to make it larger than a little Hello, you. Welcome to Big Damn Cast, a podcast all about nerdy news, geeky gossip, and the occasional bit of random tap that'll essentially occupy your time until we all roll into an early grave. I'm Chris, also known as that feeling you get that you're being watched. And I am Matt, also known as the continued and deep ennui that you get from drinking diet sodas. Mm-hmm. And only diet sodas. That's why I go for full fat. I like to remain blissfully unaware of my impending doom. <laughs> Speaking of impending doom... Um, impending doom! Infinity War dropped its... Last trailer. Um, and Doctor Doom's in it! No, 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 he no, no, we wish. Bloody hell. Have you noticed I put Doctor Doom on my shelf? No! I found the old Doom. I've stood him up. That's, really a, cool. that's a good Doom. It's beautiful. It's, not, it's like Marvel Legends Series 3. Oh, early Marvel Legends. Yeah, boy. Excellent. He's beautiful. I've lost his pistol. Um, <laughs> but yeah, haven't we all? Uh, Infinity War dropped its trailer shortly after we recorded our last episode. So you've probably spent the last week watching it on repeat. Uh, well done, you. You sad bastard. Well done. But let's touch on it briefly before we touch on each other. I mean, um, the subject this The week. subject matter this week. Um, Avengers Infinity War Yarb. looks like a rollicking good time of all your favourite characters having witty repartee and getting beaten up by big purple men. Yeah, this really does kind of... This trailer hammers home the idea that this is not going to be a happy time for these characters. Um, but at the same time, we're going to have a bunch of fun interactions. I remember I was saying to you before, uh, when when we uh, met up before this recording, I said I remember Kevin Feige early on saying that seeing certain characters play off each other that you wouldn't normally should be something really fun based on like their you know narcissism and their egos, things like that. So it'd be fun to watch like quippy talks, just like Spider Man and Star Lord and Iron Man in the same room. And yeah, I imagine that's probably a thought he had when they first decided we might try this. Because in this trailer, we've got a little bit of Star-Lord and Iron Man having a chat. Oh, yeah. Love and it. it is wonderful. Um, a little bit of Spidey and Doctor Strange. Yes. Which is, I'm Peter, Doctor Strange. Oh, we're using our made-up names. Uh, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> using our made-up <laughs> names. <laughs> um, oh, it's so good. Uh, Gamora leads the trailer. And, uh, yeah, we get that nice shot of um, what looks like very young Gamora yeah. walking with Thanos uh, through... A parting with a bunch of horrifically like bulky, covered in spiky armor guards either side, making way for them. Yeah. So I think we're going to see some of his previous conquests, and they also introduce yeah. the idea behind what he's doing. He wants to kill half of all life, Infinity Gauntlet style. Yeah, he wants the, and they refer to it as balance. He's going to. They mention that he's going to attack the world, wipe out half the world in an instant. So that's playing into the Thanos mythology a bit because obviously Thanos is 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 in love with death. Why does he want? So yeah. if, if half half all things are dead, it's a balance. It's a gift. So like he, he probably understands he can't kill everything. So if he kills everything, then there's nothing left yeah, to kill. But if if half of all things are dead, yeah, then they're not alive anymore. Yeah. So then do you have to kill half of what's left? 
Well, I think, the, I, I think, the, idea, I think the idea is that everything can eventually uh, grow back and, and reach another point, and then he'll come back and wipe them all out again. Balance! Yeah, which makes is nice. no sense, but I like it. But it's the sort of thing a mad titan would do in it. So We see him in his full armour as well for the first time in, in, in this film's marketing, live action and whatnot, which is nice. He looks pretty cool. Live cool-y. action! So that puts to rest all the <coughs> all the BuzzFeed bloody posts about, look at these toys, he's in full armour, are we going to see that in the foot? Yeah, there it is. There it is, guys. There it is. Kind of looks like it did in Guardians. There it is, you've seen it now. Right, yes, moving on. looks like Thanos. Um, it's also interesting because you can kind of see a bit of where the story's going. I hate to do the over-speculation thing, but I can't help it with this one because it is sort of intriguing as to how they're going to marry these like seven different film franchises together. It's good for engagement. Is um, it seven different franchises, or is it one large, engorged, throbbing franchise? With a big varicous vein down the middle. <laughs> Through which vibranium flows! <laughs> um, Wakanda looks like it's taking a big spot uh, in the action. Shuri gets a hero shot in the trailer. It's like, yay, Shuri! Woo! Um, yeah, uh, just, I mean, all that stuff looks cool, but it looks like... Everyone's kind of been partnered off a bit. A chunk of the Avengers are going to end up in Wakanda, mostly the ones that were on the run. Yeah. And Hulk, somehow. Um, Thor is going to... It looks like Thor's ship is ambushed in some way and whatnot, and that's what's going on with Loki and Thor being attacked by Thanos. Well, that ties into the um, post-credits from Thor Ragnarok, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Notice how Thor doesn't have his eye patch throughout all the trailer. No. Yeah. Which makes me think that there's some kind of recovery thing or restoration or summit. But it looks like Thor... And based on the Hot Toys adverts that were coming out, it looks like most of Thor's arc is going to be spent with Thor, Rocket, and Groot. It's like they're going to be well, off doing something, which is an interesting team up. Interesting trio. Um, and on the big space wheel doodad thing, it looks like the, the heroes who are taking part in that fight are Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and Spider Man. And at some point, um, Drax and Star Lord are getting involved. Yeah. Um, and Gamora, because Gamora and Iron Man are talking at the start of the trailer. Uh, or are they? Yes. Editing tricks, mate. Editing tricks. Doctor Strange's acupuncture looks horrible. Mmm. That looks horrible. Mm, that looks like get... a reference to the um, to the Jonathan Hickman Avengers run mm. in Infinity where um, I think it's Corvus Glaive. Yeah. Oh, it looks like Corvus. Um, cause, well, actually, no. That, the face of that character didn't look like Corvus Glaive. Well, I'm not sure which one it is because I always get the fucking um, mm. them what mixed up. Corvus is the one who looks more like the other from the earlier Avengers films. Yeah, the Alexis oh, Dezos yeah, yeah, character. Because yeah, yeah. um, I thought they were going to retroactively be like, oh, that was Corvus Glaive. But, nope, he's in this. Yeah. Um, Either way, there's, there's, there's... Proxima um, Midnight, we saw her in the previous trailer. Proxima Midnight. We've not seen... He's got a different name in this, isn't he? Because he's the Black Dwarf. Or something, isn't he? Uh, something like that. Yeah, referencing like a dwarf star. Like I he's think a big so. powerful being, but he's, he's got a different name in this, I think. There's him... There's Corvus Glaive, and there's... Supergiant? No, it's someone else. Um, I'm going to have, have a quick look, because I think that shot... Either way, it looks like a Madocan. The Moor? Or a Gluckan. Ebony Moor. Ebony Moor. Ebony Moor. That's it. Um, yeah, but that's going to be interesting to see. I just like the fact that... I can see why they've been renamed the Children of Thanos, because they're based on the Gamora flashback, we're going to be seeing more about what happens when he just recruits and plucks people along the way and decides... You're my child now, motherfucker. Yeah! I'm you to be a murderer and torture you along the way. Um, can't wait. Can't bloody wait. Can't bloody wait. Yes. Um, speaking of can't wait. Yes. 
we got an email yes last week yes uh, that as uh, as you may or may not know we're not really here right now this is pre-recorded in the past in the past yeah the next couple of weeks are going to be pre-records because Christopher's doing an Easter show the bastard I'm a bastard in a way if you can come to Lincoln newtheatrol.co.uk um, newtheatrollincoln.co.uk come and see Alice in Wonderland but before we go away we had this email yes that inquired about the world of Conmoy X. And as you can yeah. probably tell from the thumbnail, and the fact we opened with a bit of Infinity War chat, Marvel may be our topic this week. But yes. first, the email that inspired it all. Yes. Um, the, the, the fly crawling up the wall that inspired the Spider-Man that is this email. This this one go, comes in from the, um, our listener, so good they named him five times, um, Dan <laughs> Rawlings. Uh <laughs> Just wondering if you have any tips on the exam stress, as I'm reaching that awful few weeks very Ooh. soon. Uh, yeah, don't don't stress. The most useless advice is also the only advice I have, which is don't don't don't, don't just focus on the stuff you know you're not as solid on. Research and revise everything equally, because if you just focus on the stuff you're not as good at, then when it comes to the exam time, you'll be putting all your effort into getting that right, and you'll completely forget stuff you knew before. And also the exams are just so you can get to the next step of where you want to get. So, yeah. like, once you get to... I don't know which exams you're doing, but if it's GCSEs, they're only important until you get into college. Yeah. After that, they're not important anymore. And the same yeah. goes for A-levels, and the same goes for... What you learn away, what you learn along the way, what you learn away, yeah. what you learn along the way is the important thing. Um... The only thing the grades really matter for is getting into courses yeah. that you want to get into. Uh, and even if you don't, you have options to retake and change and chop and change stuff along the way too. Like if you fail a certain thing, but you can still go to do the course at a tertiary education or whatnot, then you can retake that stuff alongside if you want to bulk up. Ultimately, <clears throat> don't worry about it. You're in the first tiny portion of your life story. Yeah. Just it's really... Revise as best you can. Don't just focus on the stuff you're bad at because then you won't remember the stuff you're good at. And good luck, man. As long as it gets you where you want to go, that's all that's important. Um, well, that's our podcast this week. Yay! Players, um, guys. <laughs> I got told to take a break and find something else to do every now and then, so I'm on into yeah. Secret Wars at the moment, which leads into my next question. What other story arcs do you recommend? Preferably Marvel. Thank you for being one of the highlights of my week, even if it involves nearly pissing myself with laughter on the tram. Ha! <laughs> uh, Dan Rawlings, Dan Rawlings, Dan Rawlings, Dan Rawlings, Dan Rawlings. Another thing, actually, I was listening to your Amazing Spider-Man podcast from a while back, and Chris kept saying, uh, Richard Parker, in a foreign-sounding accent, and it sounded familiar, but I can't put my finger on what it is exactly, so yeah, what is it? Chris, what is it? Life of Pi. Life of Pi. Life of Pi. The tiger in Life of Pi is called Richard, Richard Parker. Parker. Um, and they came out around the same time, I think, didn't they? I believe so. Life oh, yeah. of Pi and... and um, the tiger um, allegedly died in a plane crash as well. But don't worry, he grabbed his Sony via laptop before he fell out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And his little paws. So, yeah, that's where it comes from. <laughs> that's where it comes from. Um, uh, meet. Uh, so, this email. So, Marvel Story Axe. Yeah. Secret Wars is very good. It's very, very good. In case you can't tell, this week. We're going to be nerding out on some Marvel stories. Um, we may have talked about these before, but we're going to talk at length and ad hominem and, and, and here and there. So stick around. Secret Wars. I never finished it. I read the first two issues. Tell me and the listeners at home who are listening and might fancy a storyline what the <laughs> Secret Wars is about. Son! Secret Wars is the culmination of uh, Jonathan Hickman's um, 
brilliant, just absolutely sublime run on Avengers and New Avengers that started in 2012 and climaxed with uh, Secret Wars in 2015. Tell you that. Um, it, it was. Uh, <laughs> basically, what's happened is that some, through some uh, multi-cosmic catastrophe, universes have started colliding with Earth as the point of contact. So the uh, the Illuminati, which is Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Black Namor, Black Bolt. Mm. Um, it was Charles Xavier, although after his death in AVX, uh, Beast takes his place. Mm. Um, and briefly, Captain America. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who is who is excised by the rest of the group, but it becomes clear that he doesn't. He or he he has too much moral fortitude to do what needs to be done. Yeah. Um, they discover that these universes are colliding into each other, and if both the Earths crash into each other, then both the universes are destroyed. However, if one of the Earths is destroyed before the uh, incursion can complete, then everything will the, be the other universe will be saved. However, there's not just one; the entire multiverse is collapsing in on itself in this manner, and as uh, more and more universes are destroyed, the rate accelerates. And this is the sort of ongoing thread of uh, his new Avengers title, and that ties into his Avengers title, and they all culminate in the the final incursion, which is the Marvel 616 universe crashing into the Ultimate Marvel universe. Mm. Um, and it ends with everything annihilated, except for two lifeboats, one of which contains uh, a bunch of villains. I think it's um, it's a bit like Terax from an alternate universe and Thanos and some of his um, Black Order and a bunch of real nasty customers. And um, the other lifeboat is um, Black Panther, uh, Jane Foster Thor, Star-Lord, um, Peter pa- 616 Peter Parker, uh, Miles Morales, um, Reed Richards. Uh, oh yeah, one of the people in the villain's lifeboat is Ultimate Reed Richards. Oh um, yeah, of course. Yeah. The maker, as he is at that point. Um, yeah, the the all the Fantastic Four were on the life raft originally, but it ruptured um, during the final cataclysm, and the rest of the four were lost. To in- time, including the children. Oh, so Reed had to watch his entire family uh, vanish into nothingness. Um, who else was on that? Um, oh, Cyclops, who's recently become the Phoenix. He was on there as well. Oh, so older um, evil dick Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, there are two of them running around. I can't remember who's on it. Comics. You'll know. Are. <laughs> you'll know. Oh, Captain Marvel's on there as well, I think. Ah. Uh, is she? No. I was going to say, like, with Thor, like, the two many men, too many, many men. We need some more girls in here. Many, many men, many, many men, many, many men, 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 men. Um, many men, many men, many men, men. So, yeah, basically, what they find, <laughs> they find themselves, they come out of this lifeboat onto uh, a new battle world. And basically, what's happened is Doctor Doom also knew about the incursions, as did Doctor Strange, because he was on the, Doctor Strange was a part of the Illuminati as well. And what they basically did was get together, and at the last moment, pulled together as many fragments of different universes as they could, saved whatever they could and made it into one world with Doom as its god emperor, because of course he is. Doom. Doom. Um, And Secret Wars is the story of how um, the heroes from the orphan universe 
um, defeat Doom and, and recreate the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And it ends with... Um, spoilers down if you've not finished it yet. It, it ends with a, a, re- a freshly recreated multiverse, which led into the all-different, all-new Marvel relaunch, um, with a bunch of characters getting fresh starts and new status quos. A couple of refugees coming in from other universes, so... Um, Mars Morales from the Ultimate is now, from is the now Ultimate just universe, in New York. He's now in the 616. Um, Old Man Logan is now, after having one of his... After having his reality be one of the zones of Battleworld, mm. um, he becomes part of the main Marvel Universe. So he's in a version of his past, which is different from the version he remembers. Mm. So that's weird. Because he doesn't him. remember having died in his past. No, because <laughs> Wolverine is Wolverine's dead in this in this uh, universe, and um, Laura Kinney, X twenty three, she's taken over the Wolverine mantle. Um, and it's also there's also a six month time jump from the end of Secret Wars mm. to where all the all new all different books have picked up. So a bunch of stuff has happened that we don't know about. Like there's been an Avengers and Inhuman War, and Cyclops is older. Cyclops is dead. And there's a Parker ter- Industries exists. Parker Industries, which is was thriving. genius. Um, <laughs> all sorts of weird stuff. Um, but yeah, Secret Wars is brilliant. Um, and is it mental or madcap? Oh, it's just. No- I mean, it's Jonathan Hickman writing, and it's uh, a sad ribbic penciling. Mm-hmm. So it just looks the business. It looks incredible, <laughs> and it is nuts because the battle, the battle world is just is it's a patchwork world of different Marvel universes so there's um, a, a chunk of the X-Men 92 universe and yeah. the, 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 Man- the Manhattan chunk is the 616 Manhattan and the Ultimate Manhattan sort of mashed together um, there's a, a bit from a universe where everyone is an Iron Man everyone has to wear an Iron Man suit um, because of reasons there's <laughs> um, a big wall around the equator because there's um, southern regions which are inhabited by uh, the Marvel zombies and the Ultron swarm. Holy so shit! So they're sort of fighting war in the Badlands, and if you if you fa- if you um, rebel against Emperor Doom, you're sent to the Wall oh, to uh, to to serve to serve in, in the uh, in the in the Wall Guard, I guess. Um, so Game of Thrones meets yeah. zombies meets robots. Um, there's <laughs> one single solitary star, and it's the sun orbiting the battle world. But it turns out the sun is actually Johnny Storm, imprisoned and forced to be a sun. Oh my um, god! Also, Susan Richards is married to Doom. Um, oh, that's screwed up. Yeah, like he's recreated versions of the Fantastic Four as his yeah. own family, um, apart from Johnny, who's the sun, and Ben, who is the Wall. Oh, um, Jesus Christ, that's horrible. The uh, Battleworld um, police force that runs under Doom is the Thors. Yeah, I do remember They're that, all actually. Thors. They're all just Thors. <laughs> They're all so Thors. They're all Thors from different dimensions. Um, Get down yeah, on all Thors. There's an old man Logan universe. There's the, the Renew Your Vows universe where Spider-Man is still, is still married to Mary Jane and has a, has a daughter. Um, Which was a good movie and is now an ongoing. Yeah. I only read the mini. The mini um, was nice. There's a Civil War uh, universe. Basically, all, all the big Marvel events and big alternate universes have their own sort of sector on the battle world. Like, there's a 1602 world and a... Um, uh, what do we call it? A secret... Not a secret... Uh, world War... A world War Hulk world, which isn't like... World War, it's like everyone is Hulks apart from Captain America 
and he's Captain America's riding a dinosaur because, of course, he is. Um, <laughs> is it Devil Dinosaur? Yeah, and, uh, probably. I don't know. I've not, I've not read all the tie-ins because basically all, all the Marvel titles finished, and then they did all the Secret Wars stuff, and then everything relaunched. So it was like a bit like what the X Men stuff did with Age of Apocalypse in the nineties, yeah. Where everything became everything finished, then there was a bunch of four issue miniseries telling this event, and then it all got relaunched. Um, but across the whole Marvel line. Uh, it was really cool, <laughs> and it was re- uh, some. Of the, it, it was basically an excuse for everyone to go. Okay, here's my ideas. Here's my ideas. Here's my ideas. Marvel saw it was popular and went. Okay, we're going to do more of that mm. for stuff that didn't already have plans going on forward. Because some of the stuff, some stuff which already had roadmaps where they wanted to go, so they just continued after Secret Wars as they not as they would have normally. Um, apart from the little continuity tweets it came from being post-Secret Wars but yeah Secret Wars is a great story but it definitely um, hinges on you having the more knowledge of the Marvel (laughs) Universe and continuity that you have the more fun you'll have with it yeah Um, so uh, so yeah before you read that uh, definitely uh, read Jonathan Hickman's Avengers and New Avengers runs, which I'm assuming you have done. They're they're great, and also if you want to get a flavour for for his writing and um, a good experience of a team that has been sadly uh, shelved, it seems. Mm. Although there's rumblings of their returns in various Marvel titles, um, there's there, there seems like they're laying the groundwork for some sort of relaunch of them. But um, if you want to read some quality, iconic Fantastic Four stories, then go and check out Jonathan Hickman's run on Fantastic Four uh, and later FF. Yes. um, Which contains... It's just a really awesome um, sort of encapsulation of, of, of the Fantastic Four as a family and Reed's relationship with his family and how that informs his... Um, his work and his science, and then um, towards the the, uh, the end of the, the first sort of section of that run, um, Johnny Storm is presumed dead, so they lose Johnny, then they become the FF, and they expand, and they become sort of a teaching, yeah, and, and exploratory, yeah, yeah, an exploratory organization. So they bring a bring a bunch of like sort of super powered kids, and so like Alex Power join, like joins the sort of the class, yeah. and there's also also this Franklin and Valeria, this super intelligent. Moloids that they've that Ben rescued, who worship Ben Grimm because he rescued him. Um, there's Ben, there's Bentley, who is a, a, a clone of uh, the Wizard, who's yeah. who's got villainous tendencies but wants to do good. He's like the the Fantastic Four version of Damian Wayne, um, and also it's characters like Spider Man yeah. and stuff get brought in to teach. Yeah, Spider Man takes uh, Johnny's place on the on the Fantastic Four. All they're no longer called the Four. They're, they're they're called the FF. Um, and then Johnny returned and the two titles run in, in tandem um, for the rest of until it got relaunched as part of Marvel now in the wake of AVX. But yeah, Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four is a great sort of... Uh, it gives you a real flavour of what the team should be. And it may, every time I think about it, it just makes me miss, miss that book Four. more. Because that, that book built the entire Marvel Universe, essentially. It was Fantastic Four number one that kicked off the Marvel superheroes as we know them. That'd be, that'd be where I'd go. Because if, if we were to start trucking out, say, recommendations of stuff to see, yes, and try. Um, for those who would be listening and whatnot, then I would actually one of my first ones would be, and we touched on this before, but the sixties Fantastic Four. Uh, 
you need to put your head in that mindset a little yep. of it's a different time, but it's just batshit mental and silly and fun and adventurous and courageous. Well, what Marvel and Kirby's art is stunning, and, and Jack's sort of quips and weird little uh, uh, Stanley's sort of little quips and everything oh, alongside nuts. Jack's panels just. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, basically, what Marvel have done now is they've got these new collections called Epic Collections. Yeah. And it's really good for if you want to get into a a, a character because they're, the idea is is they're gonna they're gonna collect um, an entire run of a series and or character, um, but they're publishing them out of order because they're wanting to fill in the gaps that haven't been collected already, either in um, Marvel Masterworks or Marvel Essentials or. Like storyline trades. So, so if you're like, I don't want to buy all that stuff again. It's like you don't have to. We're going to cater to you yeah. first. Apart from a couple, a couple went through. Didn't well, they, early on. there were sort of like there were like obvious ones, like well, first volumes and things like that. Well, a lot of the ones that have, have like like the Spider-Man ones, they've yeah. kind of plugged in a lot of those gaps because they've released um, like the '89 to '92 stuff. Yeah, because because yeah. e- each each collection collects. Like they they clock in at between four hundred and five hundred pages. Jesus, wet. so like the Spider. Look at the Spider Man ones. The first Spider Man one is the first two years of Spider Man. It's Amazing Fantasy fifteen, uh, Amazing Spider Man Annual number one, and Amazing Spider Man one to seventeen. Jesus wept. The second volume is eighteen to thirty eight, and Annual two. Third volume yeah. is uh, thirty nine to fifty two, and Annuals three and four. Like they're huge. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so yeah, I think the Fantastic Four ones—they've uh, done the first three volumes, so you can get 1961 to 1966 of the Fantastic Four across three volumes. Uh, they ain't cheap; they're like 25 quid, I think. Yeah, but um, considering the amount, the amount of material and reproduced in full color, and it's a it's a hell of a lot cheaper than buying Masterworks. Yes, which oh, only do God, ten issues yeah. at a time, and they're like twenty quid a pop. Yeah, I've only ever had a few. I've got the first three Amazing Spider-Man ones, and I, I think yeah. I got I got two of them at least, like in charity shops, like cheap. I think they've stopped doing the essentials now in favor of the epic collections. Yeah, I believe which, so. Which were nice. Yeah, uh, well, I've, I've, got, I've got a big old chunk of them. They're black and white. Yeah, they were paper che- reprints. Yeah, they were cheap, but they were massive. But mm. they were in black and white. Yeah. Um, so if you want to appreciate the like the colouring and the lettering and everything in its original glory, oh yes, and then the epic collection is the way to do it. Yeah, as far as I can tell, they're not particularly. T- they're, I mean, they're 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 high resolution, you know. Yeah. Reprints, but they're, I don't think they're recoloured. No stuff like um, I've got the reprint of Tales of Asgard um, that they did where they collected all the Tales of Asgard backup strips from the early Thor books when it was still Journey into Mystery. Yeah, where it would have a Thor story and then like a five page. Uh, Tales of Asgard backup strip. They collected that into a six-issue mini um, around the time JMS Thor came out, and I've got the trade version of that because it's part of the, the you know the Marvel graphic novel collection. Yeah, it's one of them, and that's been that's all Jack Kirby's art, but it's been done with modern colours. Okay, it's been redone with modern colours, and it actually looks fucking gorgeous. <laughs> um, in the actually in volume two of the Spider-Man Epic collection, yeah, they've got the original pencils. Someone's found the original pencils for uh, Steve Ditko's pencils for one of the issues in the collection. Jesus, and it looks the fucking business, mate. It looks the <laughs> like without the like the poor quality coloring. Yeah, like it just it looks like modern art. Yeah, it's. It, I'll oh, I will have to show you sometime. It's it's. There's awesome. definitely there's definitely a voice that the guys in that era had with the way they the way they drew that just translates so well. And again, when you see it in raw form, that's not to shit on the colorist and everything, but obviously yeah. tech, has, tech has gone much further so they can be coloured 
in ways that really service the art perfectly nowadays whereas back then there was a bit more of a blocky kind of quality to it all in terms of the coloring like a bit more straightforward um so yeah but it, but if you want to delve into that older marvel yeah let's let's, let's, let's shout out a couple of like the old school marvel that's well, worth looking well, at i think fantastic four is a must before we do that apart from the epic collections i also want to call oh. out marvel unlimited oh what they've done wrong um <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, the marvel unlimited is like i think it's like it's like 60 dollars, so it looks like about 45 quid yeah a year and you basically just get unlimited access to all their back catalogue stuff like boom everything they've got uploaded and they do, and they release new stuff every week. So they're always plugging gaps. Um, it's and the, the, it's limited to like the, the new stuff on it is six months behind. The newest stuff on it is six months behind print. Mm-hmm. So you're always so gonna, by the time it's out yeah. of print and the trade's already been out. Yes, yeah. yes. It'll so be. It'll, that, yeah, that's when it'll at pop the point up. where they can comfortably be like, "Hey, yeah. you don't have to pay anymore." Yeah. But if you want to like bulk read a ton of Marvel and you don't want to and you don't want to buy trades, it's a really good way to. Spend the money so, you would on two to yeah. three trades and have access to... And delve into everything. Everything. Personally, I prefer reading trades and they're always on sale on Comixology, so I I prefer trades. Yeah. Uh, but um, that's another option. Um, but yes, old, old, old um, Marvel. Now, old, old, old. Bear in mind, going back to old Marvel can be a bit of a culture shock. Be- and going all comics in general, mm. just because of the way that comic storytelling has changed, the way that art has changed, the way that language has changed... They can seem overly simplistic, um, and they were books for kids. So you got to bear that in mind when you're reading. Like I'm reading a bunch of old Thor at the moment, and it's yeah, it's noticeably less complex than modern stories. But that's just because that was the way it was. Um, but there's still real fun to be had there, yeah. especially when you got Jack Kirby drawing it. So basically, anything drawn by Jack Kirby. Which, you know, we're talking about um, Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, the Incredible first, Hulk. I think him and I think him and Stanley did the first 102 issues of Fantastic Four. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, yeah. yeah, and then yeah, uh, the first six issues of Incredible Hulk. But it was still a minute. I'm not sure if he still drew it when it came back as a Tales to Astonish no. uh, feature. Um, um, Jack drew X Men, didn't he? Jack drew X Men for a little yeah. bit, um, at, least the the fir- run, yeah. at least for the first ten issues, because I've just finished reading the first masterwork. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I'm trying to think what else Jack did. Jack did. Jack didn't do Iron Man, did he? No, he didn't do Iron Man actually. Um, oh. Not that I'm aware of. How dare he? Um, <laughs> How dare he not do that thing? And to be fair, if he out of the out of the Marvel out of the '60s Marvel stuff, you should go back to Iron Man. Is not one of them. No, because it's no, no, no. the stories aren't particularly interesting, and there's a lot of like stuff that has not aged well that you would look at now Specifically and go, kind of like fucking racist, race related. Like because yeah. of course this was taking place in the in the early to mid '60s, so the communism Red Scare thing was still huge. Yeah, uh, the Yellow Peril stuff of like oh because this is a this before the Vietnam War, so it's when you know. You, American relations with Vietnam and and China were still real fucking oh, testing, yeah. um, and a lot of so a lot particularly in Iron Man because it was very much about the Middle Eastern industrial complex. Yeah, like in, in, and also like stories of international yeah. adventure and stuff like, like yeah. a, a lot of those villains were like ugly Russian scientist dudes and like horribly caricatured Chinese military leaders and stuff, and it's yeah. not aged well at all. So. The kind Don't of the go... kind of stuff that you can almost get over quite easily yeah. when it comes to the forties comics, because you kind of look at Captain America and things like that and go, yeah. "All right, Nazis, bad guys, cool, whatever." But like, it, it's like these comics were continuing that in a way. Yeah. Of, they're America's enemies, so they're going to be the bad guy. Quick, let's give the Chinese gentleman 
the big eyebrows and the goofy teeth and the Fu Manchu moustache yeah. and let's write him in a I mean, way that's that how is Mandarin not started. particularly flattering. Yeah. Mandarin started as a Fu Manchu rip-off like, yeah. and it's not aged well at all. And it doesn't um, by any stretch mean the people behind it are or were, you know, horribly racist people. It was mindset of a country yeah. and, you know, it's 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 just unfortunate that, that if you go back you deal with these yeah. things. But and that, the stuff, time, that stuff bled through yeah. in, a, in a great to a greater or lesser degree in all of Marvel's 60s output, but yeah. it's particularly egregious in Iron Man. Uh, so Marvel's. yeah, unless you're a unless you're an enormous Iron Man fan and you wanna get air, and you wanna read everything, in which case you're a mad person, <laughs> then avoid sixties Iron Man. When does Iron Man get really good? Iron Man gets really good with Demon in a Bottle, which is like late seventies. Yeah. Um it's David Micheline and Oh the fuck else now. I don't know, but is David Micheline a man? <laughs> he is um, the David Micheline man. Demon in a bottle. It's I have to look it up. Demon right. in a bottle. Demon in a bottle. Um, which is you know the iconic Iron Man storyline of uh, his his addiction and uh, Bob Layton and David Micheline. Yeah. Um, and also has some very early John Romita Junior Iron as well. Um, oh, wow, of course, because yeah. he started back then, didn't it? Wow. Yeah, it's Iron Man issues 122, 128, 1979. Um, Iron Man as well, like, if you really love the Iron Man character, be prepared to not meet the version of the character you like for a while. Yeah. Because like, that was kind of defined around the time of the Ultimates, really, wasn't it? Like, in the 616, for most of the 2000s, he was, he was a giant dick, and that was kind of it. Yeah, I mean, um, extremists... By Warren Ellis mm. and Andy Granoff, it kind of lays some of the groundwork for what would become the MCU Iron Man. Um, I think the, I think ult- out. I think Ultimate Iron Man definitely informed him as well. Ultimate Iron Man has more of the sense of humor, playboy aspect. To yeah, him, but he also has Richard. the the drunk thing. Yeah. Although he is a fully functioning alcoholic, apparently so. So yeah, like um, he's oh what God was that line in the first volume where he rocks up somewhere and he because that's where Jarvis first shows up as a computer, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. He says, like, Jarvis, like, prepare me a martini, and the soup starts making him a thing, and Jarvis goes, it's 11 o'clock. And he says, yeah, yeah. but it's 5pm somewhere. Yeah. He just drinks. It's just like, this is upsetting, but also you're an eccentric character in a really ugly comic, so that's fine. Yeah. I, I don't mean, mean visually ugly. Brian Hitch does a damn good job with that comic, but... Yeah, Brian Hitch yeah. And, <laughs> and Mark Millar's Ultimates and Ultimates 2... Uh, that they has are, aged badly in some way. It has aged mostly badly, the celebrity angle. But it is a lot of it is is responsible for the character choices and design choices in the MCU. So it's certainly worth checking out the first two, two? volumes, yeah. which, which comprise the Ultimate which, which is the uh, Superhuman and the, National Security, the Hulk volume, and then the Chitauri. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ultimates two, oh, which again is in two volumes. Less so. Yeah. Um, well, that's how Ultimates one ends. Yeah. Oh yeah, well no, I think, I think no, they, no, have no, fight, they have to fight halfway you through. Yeah, the fight and superhuman, and then yeah, yeah that's what makes strange. It for... It's just like oh, oh, oh yeah, it's oh, gross. It's gross. why is this the thing you focused on, Mark Miller? Why is this the story you wanted to tell with these characters? He slapped her once. Uh, why have you decided to turn that into their whole it's thing, Mark Miller? Uh, it's why we can't have nice things. Um, <laughs> but, that being said, I do love a lot of his work. Marvel 1985 is amazing. And that being said, (laughs) Ultimate Marvel is definitely got some stuff worth checking out. If you don't know, Ultimate Marvel was an initiative that Marvel did around 2000, where they're like, oh, we want this separate universe where we're going to start from scratch so you don't have to have no loads of continuity to dive into it. Um, And it's going to be 
um, a chance for us to update our characters from the ground up um, for a new audience. For a new In ways audience. that, of course, would naturally age very quickly as the series ran on. Because yes. they find they emphasise technology and celebrities too much. Yes. But for the time, hot damn so it works. It, it, it gets dated very... Uh, but date, but it dates in real time though, which is at yeah. least one benefit. Um, and that's and but the main thing that's worth checking out of that is the enormous, mm. enormous um, back catalogue of Brian Michael Bendis's Ultimate Spider-Man. So it's pretty much that could be um, holding my unit is the run of Ultimate Spider-Man minus the last couple of Miles Morales volumes. Brian Michael Bendis, I love it so as we've mentioned on this, has been writing Ultimate Spider-Man in one form or another since. Well, he created it. And he, he's just left Marvel. Mm-hmm. So when the final issue of uh, his he wrote, he wrote, Spider-Man... He wrote Ultimate Spider-Man yeah. right up till its last issue. Then it was renamed Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. And he wrote that up to the last issue of that. And then Spider-Man is killed off. And Brian Michael Bendis now writes uh, Miles, Morales, Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man. And he continued to write Miles Morales through the end of the Ultimate Universe with Secret Wars. And yeah. then after Secret Wars, continued to write Miles Morales, Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, Because yeah. after after Secret Wars, you had two Spider-Man titles. You had Amazing Spider-Man with Peter, and you had Spider-Man with Miles. Yeah. Um, so that's c- character consistency yes. over the course of, like, 17 years. There's a lot <laughs> of Ultimate Spider-Man. But you won't regret a minute. So apart from maybe the body swap story, yeah. But they even tell, um, they even joke in the issues that this was like the intern's suggestion for a filler story, and they don't like it. But because yeah. of that, it's kind of funny because you're like, okay, let's see what happens when you guys just shit out a story. Yeah, and it's two really fun issues. But it is like, yeah, you're right. This is the weakest story you've done. Um, <laughs> but into, because it is so massive, and it is massive. Um, yeah. This kind of three. Oh god! That's when he wakes up with Wolverine's body, and he just sort of looks down. He's like, "Why am I so hairy? <laughs> like he just can't come to terms with how hairy he is." He's never. He's never. He's at that age, you know. He's getting hairy in strange places. Thinking think, about girls. I think when Wolverine wakes up in Peter's body, one of the first things he does is like in bed or whatever. The first thing he just like look down at himself. He's like, "The fuck!" <laughs> he's like, "What is this?" Because suddenly he's this tiny little hairless, like girly looking boy. Hairless boy man. Um... <laughs> But yes, there's kind of three places to jump on with Ultimate Spider-Man. You can jump on right at the beginning. Which I recommend. That's my recommended route. Yeah. Because you're in for one hell of a journey. That's Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 1. And it's easy to collect because of that. Because great power? If you want to... With great power, yeah. Yeah, with great power. Because if you want to just read more, it's dead easy. You just look up which is the next book. Yeah. In your collection. If you want to skip that and jump to 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 the more recent stuff and get to the death of Peter Parker quicker... Which is a hell of a story. Mm. Uh, then you can jump on with uh, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, which opens up with like the the housemate kind of yeah. setup of Peter and Kitty Pride and Johnny Storm and, that's, and uh, um, Bobby. What's Iceman's surname? Uh, Bobby, Bobby Drake. Drake and Aunt May um, and Mary Jane and I think the Gwen clan all live in under the same yeah. roof. And it's like, oh my god, this is basically Spider-Man and his amazing friends. This is so sweet. Uh, volume one of that of that run is called uh, The World According to Peter Parker. Yep, so I was going to say I'll look down the shelf, um, but you got it. You and got then it. after, <laughs> and if you want to, if you want to jump straight to Miles, then you just um, jump to Ultimate Comics, the second Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Volume One, which doesn't have a subtitle. Yeah, I think later on it becomes Ultimate Comics, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Though. It just becomes Miles Morales, Miles Ultimate Morales, Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, um, um, that's great. That is such a good run because it's fresh as fuck. But like, I, I, I recommend starting with the first yeah. because, and if you want something that's going to last you a while, because it is 
it's a huge run. I mean, like, not counting not counting the six one six stuff and Secret Wars and Ultimatum crossovers things like that. It's like fourteen, fifteen years worth of material. Yeah, absolutely worth it. Brian Michael Bendis has been writing almost Spider Man. The trades for nearly twenty years. The trade, the single trades, average on Amazon for about six quid. So if you want to buy them as the single volumes, and you want to do it, say like if you, if you decided to buy one a week, yeah, you know what I mean for the price of like a coffee and a muffin, yeah, worth it. So worth it. You might be able to find the ultimate collections, which like collect multiple issues together. Yeah, like double size um, trades. Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, I think triple for ultimate Spider Man. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Each each one I think is is two 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 three trades worth. Like they split it up based on nice. if there's a two part story or a four part story at the end of the trade. But uh, they're a bit more expensive. But then again, if you find them on Deal or like Book Depot, things like that, that that's worth it for shelf space. But cost-wise, just go for like the six quid volumes. And also they look quite nice because they alternate between a red and blue. So the spines just yeah. run red, blue, red, blue, red, blue along your shelf, which is quite nice. Oh, you can, oh all of that stuff's on Marvel Limited as well. Of so course it all is. All of it. Well, do you know what? Sod it. Guys and goils, spend your 45 quid or whatever and go and read all the Spider-Man's. Amazing. Yay. Um, um, should we chuck in a couple more sort of recommendation-y ones to, to take a peek at? Yeah, honestly, honestly I could go all day. Um, I'm going to quick-fire some. Yeah. Um, for different characters. Uh, so, popular characters from the MCU. Thor. If you want to read Thor, you can... If you want to read modern Thor, you want to go to J. Michael Krasinski's Thor, yeah. which is in three volumes. Which is from uh, 2009? Yeah, 2000... Yeah, 2007, 2008, I think. Yeah. Actually. 2007, I think it started. Yeah. But the um, Thor by J. Michael Krasinski. Or, if you want to go even more recent, and the one that I'm currently reading and really enjoying, uh, Thor, God of Thunder... By Jason Aaron, Volume One is uh, the God, God Butcher. Butcher. It's yeah. awesome, yeah. and that is the start of the run, which later leads into um, the female Thor, and is continuing onwards. Like Jason Aaron's still mm-hmm. writing Thor now, and after in the new Marvel relaunch, he's continuing to write Thor, and that story's still ongoing. I but really, it all starts with God of Thunder. I really recommend the JMS run simply because it leads then into Kieran Gillen taking over the book. Yes, and Kieran Gillen does some amazing work. I mean, like very, we'll like very Prometheus, Gillen. which is yeah. like the is like the sort of epilogue to the three JMS volumes, pretty much. And then there's one more, isn't there, after that, very briefly. Um, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Uh, Siege Aftermath. So if you, oh, read, yeah. if you read Siege, you read Siege. If you've not read Siege Aftermath. But then, what I recommend is at that point, jump off, if you don't want to carry on with yeah, Thor right skip away, fraction thought. and move... To Journey into Mystery by Kieran Oh, Gillen. Journey into Mystery by Kieran Gillen is awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, that starts with Fear Itself, but you can get it as Journey into Mystery. Because it, it's, it's really confusing for me. It's there as a Fear Itself volume, volume one, but then the rest of yes. the runs down there under Journey into Mystery. But Kieran Gillen's Journey into Mystery is all about a young, a young reborn Loki trying to change his future and sort of... Make, he has a second not, chance. He doesn't want... He doesn't want yeah. yeah, he's got a second chance and he doesn't want to make all the same mistakes he did when he was... A villain, uh, and it's really, really awesome. Because he's got, all, he's got the, punch. What's the, it's the Raven, isn't it, that follows him around? Is it a Raven? Um, yeah, I call. I call. Which is Loki's built back. Yes. Um, um, he sort of is whispering kind of things in his ear to try and make convince him to go the other route. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this. Um, and that's worth it. And the Journey really to awesome. Mystery stuff is really good. And then, his, like, late, and then Lady Sif and Beta Ray Bill take over that yeah. story, and they're quite good as well. I would recommend the Jason Aaron run, if for nothing, then, if for no other reason. Then the first two volumes are drawn by Isad Ribic, who drew Secret Wars, which yeah. you seem to be enjoying, Dan. Um, and every page of that comic looks like a heavy metal album cover. Yes, it's, oh yeah. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so there's some good Thor recommendations. Um, 
Iron Man we've sort of covered. Jump on with extremists. You can also give the uh, Matt Fraction Iron Man a go. That's also really good. If you fancy a one-off story, do you know what I recommend wholeheartedly with a giant dollop of every possible bit of love imaginable? Marvels by Alex Ross. Oh, Marvels is great. Marvels is mm. um, it's painted by Alex Ross and it's written by uh, Kurt Busiek. I shall check. It's behind this Predator statue. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, and it's basically a, a retelling of the early years of Marvel from a reporter eyes view. Yeah, this photographer Philip Sheldon, and, and like he he's witness he witnesses the, the rise of the superheroes, and and it's all from a ground level view of, of these amazing things that's happening, and it's got this gorgeous realistic painted art by Alex Ross. Uh, so every, same, every page is yeah. painted. And same just, one, oh. same artist who drew Kingdom Come, which I did a big damn love on not long ago. Mm. Uh, it's a great DC book, um, which does similar kind of things. So yeah, definitely. Definitely read Marvels. Um, if you want some madcap, uh, sort of zany, semi-horror, but very cartoony artwork stories, one that I really loved from when I was a teen and first started collecting my graphic novels is the Daniel Way 12-issue Venom story arc. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's fucking mental. Like, it begins... It's like it's essentially... Three, I, think it's eight, I think it's 18 issues, actually. It's like 666, or it might... Oh, there we go. Hey. Or, or it, might, it might be 444 and 12, but... It begins basically as a remake of John Carpenter's The Thing, but with a symbiote sample in an Arctic research lab. Good, good. It then stumbles back to New York, where the symbiote host is looking to be reunited with the rest of it, because it's basically about a bit of venom that was cut off and then studied and began to grow and go, hang on, nice, I'm nice. not meant to be here! And then it heads back toward New York to try and find the rest of its body. It's It stars, um, well, the main character, she runs throughout the whole thing and she's brilliant, but in terms of your guests, the Fantastic Four are big stars in it. Uh, Spider-Man obviously rocks up at some point. But it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's uh, Ramos, uh, Ramos. Um, Umberto Ramos yeah I believe so great it's, it's just this but, but you, you've seen what he does with normal stuff he has this very kinetic cartoony style yeah that yeah. just looks so good and solid but imagine him doing that for an entire book where he gets to play with the symbiote and that design it's gorgeous yep um, that's a lot of fun it's it's one big blockbuster one single book kind of stupid but just it's a romp yeah, it's a violent, weird sci-fi romp, and that's worth looking at. I think uh, if, if you're looking for a one-off story, for something a bit more down to earth and a bit grittier, then you also need to check out Brian Michael Bendis's Alias. Yeah, boy. Uh, the where the the wonderful Jessica Jones was created and made her debut. Um, it is um, not for the faint of heart, and no. definitely not for kids. No, it, in it, fact, it's it the Max line, isn't it? It, it, it? it was what created the Max line. Is that what kicked it off? Uh, they, they, the, the then publisher of Marvel uh, created the Max line so Brian Michael Bendis could write Alias. Yeah. It Let's have a look. It's got, is... the, yeah, it's got the lovely, big, explicit oh, content yes. box on the front and cover. And boy, is it explicit. It is violent. It is um, dark. There's some nasty stuff in there. There's some sexy stuff in there. Um... And yeah, it's Jessica Jones is a great character, and that's where she begins. Yeah. And she gets taken from strength to strength. But if you want to, that's still the definitive um, run for that character. Yeah, it's available um, in four trades or two big um, yeah. collections. Uh, and also, I'd recommend reading the Pulse. 
yeah, afterwards. Plus, she comes into that's the a little harder to get yeah. hold of. But well, yeah, it's, it's out of, I think it's out of print. But it's and it's yeah. also it's not. It's when, not... when I first ordered the first volume from a comic store for seventeen ninety nine, thinking, oh, that's not bad for one that's tough to get hold of. Yeah. They just sent me the first issue. Oh. I was like, oh, that's really annoying. I mean, also that's not bad price for the first issue of an out of print series. But I at the same it. time, god damn it. But yeah, I eventually tracked it down through Book Depot. Yeah, about a tenner each. Uh, there's three volumes of that. Uh, that's a lot of fun but that's carrying on Jessica Jones and it's where she's pretty much absorbed into the Marvel Universe proper yeah yeah uh, so there is a bit of language and a bit sexy dirty scary content in there but way toned down but it's also worth it because it's where her relationship with Luke Cage develops yeah and you get to interact with characters like Joe Robbie Robertson and Jake Jonah Jameson and characters like that on a regular basis and she does have a current ongoing which has just come into an end with, mm-hmm. with Bendis leaving Marvel which is also brilliant yeah the first Two trades of that are out, I think. Um, Uncaged and The Secrets of Maria Hill. The first two volumes of that. Um, that's because really that's post Secret Wars, isn't it? And she she knows that something's wrong. Uh, she suspects something's wrong. Yeah, and uh, they, they go into it in the first in the first arc. Um, it's post Secret Wars, and it's the original Alias team. It's Barry Michael Bendis and Michael Gaydos on art. It's so it looks got, again painted. It's just beautiful. It looks like the sequel to Alias because it yeah. is. Um, <laughs> That's great. Uh, all the characters, Doctor Strange, uh, the, Oath, the Oath, or uh, the current, the well, they're not the current run, but the recent run by Jason Aaron and Chris Piccolo, which starts with uh, the Way of the Weird. Yes, and it's the Last Days of Magic. That's if you want to know a bit more about the Oath, check out the Big Damn Love that Matt uh, did on the, yep, Oath on the Oath on our YouTube is channel. A great standalone Doctor Strange story and give mm. you a real good feel for that character. Uh, X Men. We could do a whole episode just on X Men mm. because I. Fucking love the X-Men. As but... somebody's a bit separate, can I recommend my jumping on point for Yes. Them? Astonishing. Give Astonishing Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon and uh, yeah. uh, John Cassidy's Astonishing X-Men is great. Mm. Gifted's wanna... the first volume, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, if you want to get up to date on recent X-Men, then you want to jump on with X-Men Gold. Oh, I want to read that. Um, yeah, I Which is really that. good. X-Men Blue is about the time-displaced original X-Men. Yeah. X-Men Gold is the, is oh, the Kitty Pryde. Oh, so X-Men, X-Men Blue is the new new X-Men. It's all the, new, it's X-Men. the new, all yeah. new X-Men. Okay. Um, I did wonder. I've been a bit separate from who, the Xbox for a while. Who writes X-Men Gold? Um, who writes X-Men Gold? X-Men Gold. Who writes X-Men Gold? X-Men, you've got colour books now. So you've got X-Men Gold, which is the Kitty Pride, um, Old Man Logan, Storm... Um, who else is on that team? Basically, your main players. Iceman. No, uh, the ones you really want to read. Yeah, out. They're, they're, yeah. The, the, the the classic X Men. Yeah, and X Men Blue is the young teen X Men from the past. The classic classic um, X Men. Yes. Um, <laughs> I hope you're writing all this down, John. Oh, it's like Colossus. <laughs> oh, it's um, Mark Guggenheim. Right ah, uh, it's really good. Um, uh, they've also got X Men Red, which has just started, which is the Jean Grey led X Men team. Hmm. Um. But X Men X Men Gold is where you want to go if you want current X Men. Also, Brian Michael Bendis' Uncanny X Men and all the X Men pick up from the end of Avengers vs X Men, and they they are also pretty damn good. Um, if you want to get some classic X Men, then you can jump onto any um, Chris Claremont X Men. So have a look for Uncanny X Men Second Genesis, which like which is the book from seventy five, which introduces the, um, the the sort of the, the all-new, all-different X-Men team, which is Wolverine and Colossus and Storm and Nightcrawler and Badger. That's where all those guys come from. Yeah. And it's it's the beginning of what is widely considered to be one of the greatest runs in the history of, of comics. Chris Clemmons run an X-Men from 75 through to 91? Yeah, it's a long after. Um, the, there's some clunkers in there, don't get me wrong. Yeah. 
But you can find the majority of that stuff in trades or Masterworks or on Marvel Unlimited. Uh, and they started doing epic collections of that as well. And it's really fucking good. Um, so if you want to get some classic X-Men on, that's where you want to go. Season 1 is a good series of books for people who... Oh, uh, yeah. So if you're a fan of the MCU and you want to try out some comics... With the you don't exception know where to of the Spider-Man one. I don't like the Spider-Man oh, one. Oh, oh, they're not all winners, but I think if you want a taste of that world uh, and the world's yeah. at work play, these books do a pretty good job of it. The Fantastic uh, Four one's pretty good. Fantastic would... Four's Ant-Man's a lot of fun. I would definitely recommend Ant-Man yeah. and X-Men. X-Men's um, good. Daredevil's pretty oh, sweet as well. Um, I've got the full run. I've not read a couple. I've not read Wolverine um, and Thor, I think. But, um, yeah, I've not read all of them. Daredevil season one's really good. And it's a really good introduction to that character. Doctor Strange Avengers season, season one's, one's really not good. Bad. It's like I've a condensed Avengers version one. of the first like five or six issues oh, of Avengers. Nice. Uh, Daredevil's um, pretty good. Doctor Strange, Fantastic Four. Hulk season one's not bad. Hulk season one's pretty good. I've not read Iron Man yet. Um, I think the, the best of them for my money is Doctor Strange season one. Yeah. Uh, Thor, Wolverine, um, and X-Men are the remaining ones after Spidey. Yeah, um, they're basically modernised versions of those characters' origins, updated in a sort of ultimate fashion. Yeah, um, except sort of drawing really heavily from the original yeah. run of issues for each yeah. one. They're well, like yeah. original graphic novels which sort of loosely readapt and reimagine the first few issues of each character's yeah. series. Um, my personal favourite is um, yeah, Doctor Strange, oh, bad me, closely followed by X-Men. Mostly because of Jamie McKelvey's art. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, again, um, like, they, 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 there's a nice range of talent working on these. Oh, so, yeah. so more of them are, are misses than hits. Yeah. But they're a really nice jumping on point if you just want to get used to the medium. If you're not, a, you're not a big comic yeah. reader and you're like, I want to try it out. Pick up season one books from Marvel. Uh, any any more? Content? Daredevil, Guardian, Devil. Daredevil, Guardian, Devil, or um, Kevin Smith and Joe Casada. That's a pretty fun one. There's a really nice introduction to the world of, of Daredevil and, and Doctor yeah. Strange and Black Widow. Or the recent Mark Wade, I say recent, it was like 2007 or 8. The recent Mark Wade Daredevil run. Wait, is that the first one with the covers, like him doing that? Yeah. It's the circle. It's the, it's no, the, it's, like, the... it's like 2012, 2013. Oh, fucking yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, gonna... it's, it's pre Marvel now, I know that much. Yeah, yeah. It was a relaunch of Daredevil after Shadowland. Yeah. But before Marvel now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Avoid Shadowland. Great. Avoid That's Shadowland. great. Yeah, Shadowland is, is poor. Gash. Uh, it is poor. <laughs> um. <laughs> Any others spring into mind? I think if you've got the MCU in mind as well, uh, maybe pick up Infinity Gauntlet. No, don't. I'm not saying it's good. It's not good. I'm not saying it's good. It's not good. But if you want to dip your toe into the world of comic books, because <sighs> you're a fan of the films... It's not good though, Chris. It might be a good bridge into trying Infinity Gauntlet is not good. Don't read no. Infinity Gauntlet because it will put you off. If you want to read some good Thanos stuff... Thanos Rising. Uh, Thanos Rising is pretty it's good. Amazing. It's amazing. It's a good origin for him. And also the Infinity event that's part of Jonathan Hickman's Avengers run. That's pretty good. Um, Although get the collected version. Or, yes, if, you're, or if you're on the Marvel yeah. United app, read it in order. It, 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 yeah. it was a mini-series and also had tie-ins with Avengers and New Avengers. And, and it, it reads so much better if you read it. Infinity, Avengers, New Avengers. Yeah. Infinity, Avengers, New Avengers. So it, like, yeah. it reads so much better like that. If you're going to read the single issues on Unlimited, then get a reading list. If you're going to read the trades, make sure you get the collected version with all the tie-ins. Yeah. Um, which I think is in two volumes. Yeah, the yeah. UK versions in two big bulky chunks. Um, which you could probably get for about twelve ninety nine uh, through Amazon and Book Depot um, yeah. on the cheaper stores now. Um, I think I think that's a good place to leave. Yeah, Marvel I mean, I, I could week. I could honestly go on 
forever <laughs> about Marvel comics you should read, but we'll find other venues for that in the future. We will. Um, but what about the immediate future, Matt? In the immediate future. What about next week? In the immediate future, as I say, we're, these next couple of episodes are going to be pre-recorded, so we won't be able to get to your emails and tweets um, until Chris gets back from his show. But do tweet, but please, we'll tweet at you. Please whatnot. do. Please do continue to get in touch at Big Damn Contact on Twitter, uh, at Big Damn Cast on Twitter, BigDamnContact at gmail.com on the emails. And next week will be the expanding, uh, well, next week for you in, in, in about <laughs> 10 minutes for us. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll have be, a first, we're going to have a We're not animals. And we'll be expanding this discussion into uh, what you should do with the world of DC Comics. Mm. Um, and maybe some other stuff as well. Depends on what we come up with. Um, but Oh, yeah. So, we will see you, or you will hear us, I should say, next time. And that's how for now. <laughs> I think about three people will understand. Oh, that, that was a that was a kids TV reference of yours, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh damn it, the credits are rolling. Freeze uh, frame, freeze frame. Uh. Tomorrow's world. Freeze frame.